For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We bring in James Carlton right now, Carlton State Farm Insurance. You can find him online, carltoninsurance.net. I call him Coach because he breaks down the film, and I know he's a happy Tiger alum today. I think the most encouraging thing, James, they didn't play great, and then they score 38, and they're 6-1. and They get a rare road win at Kentucky. Uh, I, I just think it's awesome when you look at the stat sheet and say they won that game convincingly despite a slow start and not being at their best. Absolutely. I mean, 14 nothing in the first quarter, you thought they were about to get boat raced in Lexington. I mean, that crowd was fired up, and I mean, they looked like they couldn't do anything wrong. They being Kentucky, of course, and Mizzou had no pulse whatsoever on offense or defense. We're missing tackles left and right, three and outs, a really rough interception from Brady Cook. Second week in a row, I'd say he had plenty of time in the pocket and tried to force something to Luther Burden that just wasn't there. And so, you know, I kind of like having bad tape like that after a win where you can really focus and, and, and correct your mistakes and so forth because it should be a feasting season coming up on Saturday against South Carolina. The, the Gamecocks allowed 500 yards of offense to Florida. I mean, that, that was a really poor defensive showing, and they, they've had several of those on tape. And uh, they're allowing 322 passing yards per game to their opponents. So Brady Cook should be able to have a big game, we hope, on Saturday. And, boy, if they can win that one going 7-1 and one into the bye week uh, and then down to Athens for, you know, the, everything on the table for that one. But exciting times in Columbia for sure. How about this email I get at my Fox 2 account, and it's a guy when it's 14 nothing. He's it's something like angry Mizzou fan here. This is the worst display. They're not even interested in playing, and, you know, I see it later. And then he writes me back an hour and a half later and said, oh, okay, never mind, they look better now. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's the emotional ride of being a fan. How about the fake punt call? My guy Luke Power, who went to Mary Queen of Peace over there on Lockwood. And then to there Smet. we go. Uh, it all goes back to MQP, of course. But that was a gutsy call at that moment in the game. It was because that was a pretty long pass, and he threw it really well, put some air under it. And the kid that just keeps making plays, Marquise Johnson, made an adjustment to get it and then walked on into the end zone. So, yeah, that was obviously the turning point of the game. I don't, I don't fault the emailer for sending that, though, <laughs> because there were so many missed tackles on those first few drives. It looked like Ray Davis was going to repeat what he did against Florida and run for about 300 yards, but tip of the cap. I mean, that's, that's a masterful adjustment that they made. I think he had eight carries for 100-some-odd yards in the first quarter and then had eight carries for like 60-something yards the rest of the game. I mean, that was night and day. And on the road in a hostile environment, it's, it's tough to make those adjustments and come back, and they sure did. I was never really confident that Devin Leary would, would hang it on him, and, and that proved to be right. He, he certainly is not in sync with their passing offense, and they had some drops too, I mean, really bad drops. And uh, Chris Abrams' drain is certainly making some money uh, game after game. Uh, the young man just keeps making big plays and has turned into one of the better corners in the country. Yeah, in the end, Mizzou's defense holds Kentucky to under 300 yards, 299, the final total of offense. That's a pretty good job when you're going on the road, winning at Kentucky for the first time in 10 years. And they did this, as much as we love seeing Luther in the big numbers, he was really quiet. One rush, six yards, two catches, 15 yards. I won't break down my 
pace that he was on. I probably jinxed it the last couple of weeks. His pace was insane. But I think as a team, that's encouraging. I mean, you want Luther to have big numbers because it's fun. But if you can win, and Brady Cook, what did he finish with? 167? I mean, and you win that game by scoring 38. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like you look up and say, wait a minute, how'd they score all these points? Absolutely. There was a game against Florida in the Swamp in 2014. I happened to be there. And Mizzou won by a similar score. And I don't know if they had an offensive touchdown. It was just a fluky game where they were getting punt returns and pick sixes and all sorts of stuff. And this was somewhat similar, obviously not getting points from the defense, but getting a lot of turnovers, a lot of big stops. Luther Burden, I, I, you know, I'll tell you, there's a difference between a player you know, not even playing in the game and a player like him playing in the game and still creating a lot of attention because uh, one of those touchdown runs, and they ran that play twice, where Luther's coming around for like a jet sweep and they fake it to him, and three players go right after Luther, and then Brady just waltzes on into the end zone. He's still a difference maker being out there. Tip of the cap to Kentucky for, for whatever game plan they had that certainly worked on, on limiting his touches. Uh, but I, I still feel like he has an impact in the game. Conversely, we just saw the news that Brock Bowers is going to be out, I think, four to six weeks at minimum, who might be the most game-changing player in the country for Georgia. And now he's not even out there to be a decoy. I mean, he won't be out there at all against Florida next week and then in the Missouri here in a few weeks. And, and that's a huge loss. I mean, the, the Bulldogs obviously have plenty of talent, but there's only one Brock Bowers. And then that, is, that, that guy single-handedly, I think, beat Auburn on the road, and he had a big impact against South Carolina, too, where they were trailing at home at halftime to South Carolina. So that's a huge loss for the Bulldogs. And, and I, I expect Luther to have a statistically a much better game against a very porous South Carolina defense. Yeah, so Mizzou now ranked 20th in the country, both polls. They're 6-1. and one. Here's what's left. South Carolina at home, bye week at Georgia, and then back-to-back at home, Tennessee and Florida finishing at Arkansas. Boy, the Razorbacks are winless in the SEC. Their season has spiraled out of control. All of that said, you never know. I mean, any of these teams could jump up and bite you, but you are home for three of those five. You're going to be an underdog at Georgia. We realize that. But if I gave you the Mizzou diehard right now, if I gave you three and two the rest of the way, would you throw it back and say, no, I'm, I'm going all in for more than that? At this point, when you still have a chance to win the SEC, I'm not taking that. Okay, no, I wanna, good. You know, let's, let's go for it. Because you don't get that many chances. It's been 10 years, you know, or nine years since they've had that chance. And so, no, it's so exciting just having meaningful football and everything's still on the table. Now, I'd, I'd say it's a, it's a long shot, let's be honest with ourselves, that they, that they do win out here and, and go to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, but it's still out there. And what gives me confidence is I don't see them getting blown out by everybody. Now, I thought they were for a moment there on Saturday, but I think the offense is going to keep them in games. The defense showed me a lot of just moxie, just, just being able to, to, to get just absolutely punched in the face and maybe it was that little skirmish after their second touchdown. There was a lot of barking back and forth and pushing and shoving. Maybe that just fired up the defense uh, to, to man up there, and, and the rest of the game just absolutely shut them down. I mean, that was, that was about as impressive of a road win I can remember from a Missouri team in a very long time. I remember Barry Odom had a big one at Florida, but it was a different thing. I mean, Drew Locke was throwing all over the place. This was a different type of win, a win that you know nothing's really going well for you. You still find a way not only to come back and win, but actually win convincingly. I think that got a lot of people's attention. A lot of people just hadn't thought that Mizzou had beaten anybody. Now, they almost beat LSU, who they would have gotten a lot of credit for that win. But I think Kansas State losing at Oklahoma State a few weeks ago kind of you know, softened that win a little bit. And this was, this was maybe the best win of Eli Drinkwitz's time at Mizzou. 
Yeah, I think for sure, because that 2020, his first year, the LSU win, it was COVID, it was weird, there's a few people watching. LSU was the defending champ, but as we found out, they were sort of spiraling, right. they're going to end up firing their coach. You'd take, it was a great win at the time, it was really exciting, especially the way that played out. But in hindsight, it wasn't as monumental, maybe, as we thought it was. I think this is for sure his best win yet because we were looking for him, not just a signature win, but win a toss-up game that maybe could go either way. Or you're in it, but you know you got to struggle a little bit and somehow find a way. I think that's what we were waiting for with Drinkwitz, was kind of win some of those games. you got to gut it out, find a way to win when people are probably watching and even said, oh, you're not going to win this game. And now... I, the bowl eligible doesn't mean much to me. That's just so six wins is not that exciting. That's a participation trophy. Right. These days. <laughs> but I guess, I guess the fact that they got to it this early is a good sign. You hate for it to be the last win of the year. Hey, we're bowl eligible. But I think there's a lot there. And you're right. Your, your answer was correct. Throw the three and two back at me. Don't accept the hat. Go for the gusto because every one of these games, you know, Georgia, that's a tough call. You're going to go down there, but who knows? Who knows? And if you beat South Carolina convincingly, you get a bye week, you got some momentum there. This is shaping up to be the season we've been waiting for from Drinkwitz, and he's gotten the recruits. So, so far, 6-1, and one, I don't know that you had him at 7-0 and oh at this point. I'm guessing you were right around 6-1, and 5-2. and two. So you, maybe you had him at 5-2 and two at this point. you got to be happy. Well, yeah, I mean, because if you look preseason, I think the toss-up games would have been Kentucky and Kansas State. I think it turned out that LSU, you know, going into that week, we probably would have agreed was a toss-up game, but preseason, everybody thought LSU was a national title contender, and who knows, maybe they still are. So they're they're essentially 2-1 and in in coin flip games, and they have a lot of those on the schedule. Uh, Tennessee looked really impressive running the ball against Texas A&M, who has a very, very well-respected run defense. Uh, and then Tennessee's defensive line was just all over Max Johnson. And so that's a game that I'm actually a little – I think I was a little bit more confident uh, taking care of Tennessee at home on, I think, November 11th uh, when we spoke last week. I'm a little bit more worried about that one. Now, Tennessee's passing game is kind of like Kentucky. It's just not clicking at all. But they are really running the ball well and playing good defense, and that's always a recipe for a, a road team to travel with. Uh, and then Arkansas, hey, tip of the cap, Arkansas, they're, they're still playing, right? They, they gave Alabama all they can handle on Saturday. And Nick Saban even said K.J. Jefferson is one of the bigger, tougher players he's ever played against, and that's a compliment you know, that anybody would love to have. And then Florida, I mean, Florida's the toughest team to figure out. I did not think that they would go into South Carolina and win. And, heck, they were down by 10 with five minutes left and came back and found a way to win. They got Georgia and Jacksonville here coming up. That, that might be more of a game than I would have considered it being a few weeks ago. They, they crushed Tennessee at home. They get crushed by Kentucky. Florida's a tough team to figure out. So I think all of these games are very intriguing. I don't see Mizzou blowing anybody out. Now, South Carolina, I think they're going to give up a lot of points, but the one thing they do well is they throw the ball well, and that hasn't been Mizzou's strength necessarily against good passing attacks. So could be another high-scoring game in Columbia on Saturday. Here's a quick stat for you, though. The Gamecocks, you want to talk about a bad offensive line. The Gamecocks have allowed 25 sacks so far this year. Put that up against Mizzou. Brady Cook's been sacked 12 times. I mean, they are giving up a lot of sacks, so keep an eye out for the defensive line to really pin their ears back and get after Spencer Rattler on Saturday. But he's a heck of a player. Uh, he's going to make some plays. I mean, every week he makes some plays that a lot of kids can't make. And so I, I, don't, I don't overlook South Carolina. Their record's not great. 
but they can score. And so hopefully Mizzou's offense is clicking like they were against Vanderbilt, Kansas State, LSU, and so forth. Maybe Darius Robinson looking his chops. Two sacks against Kentucky. He is named the SEC Defensive Player of the Week. James Carlton online. Carlton State Farm Insurance. You can find out more at carltoninsurance.net or call 961-4800. Located in beautiful Webster Groves. It's real simple, James. They call. You guys give them a quote, whether it's auto, life, home, all of the above. Any of those, and it takes just a few clicks or a few, a few seconds on a phone or a text. You can text that number as well, 314-961-4800. And if anybody does reach out and mentions the show, we will donate $20 to Mizzou's preferred NIL collective, which is Every True Tiger. And, oh, by the way, on the recruiting trail, every future cast out there, including from the Texas Rivals site, is now predicting that Ryan Wingo is going to be attending the University of Missouri next year. So a lot of momentum in the real season right now, and also a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail. I can confidently say that Mizzou's never had two consensus five-star players in one class, and there's a chance that's the way it's looking right now. And there's also a chance that if Ryan Wingo commits to Mizzou, his good friend Jeremiah McClellan, who's currently committed at Ohio State, could be joining him. So this could be just a landmark class for Eli Drinkwitz. He's, this is a coach that you know four or five weeks ago, I don't think anybody was expecting him to be around much longer. And now it's like, okay, do we need to lock him up for a longer extension? I mean, he's got momentum all over the place right now and on the field and on the recruiting trail. So call and get a quote, and then they'll donate to Every True Tiger to keep the kids playing for Mizzou. That's James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance. Coach, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Martin. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.